Shows you guys fucking giggling. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh my lord! <laughs> Welcome to Uncle Buck's house. I am your host, Kyle Buck. I do have a co-host. His name is Nick Oaks. He's one of my best friends in the world. <laughs> I love it. What were we laughing at? Our producer and host with the most over here at Flyover Studios, BJ, the BJ. Um, anything goes here. We have some very fun things going on, some fun conversations all the time. It's where it's going. 060606. The mark of Take the out beast. the zeros. Yeah. That McDonald's is the devil. Uh, oh, God. The beach is like, real glad I gave these guys a show. Yes, sir. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Uncle Buck's house. It's another go-round. What's going on, Nick? Hey, Dad. How you doing? Hey, hey, hey. Uh, we are back in the studio, the new studio, which, by the way, um, I do want to uh, uh, give a shout-out to BJ for putting together this uh, badass studio. Um, Fantastic. Uh, oh, my gosh. It's so cool. We probably should have done that on the last episode, but... Uh, yeah. Um, I'm used can, to it. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's pretty fantastic. Um, and uh, and also, I mean, maybe uh, maybe we could do a segment after this, BJ, where um, we give some shout outs to some folks um, that uh, we we want to give some shout outs, read some reviews. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So we'll go through this, and then uh, we'll close out, close out the show with that. I mean, that'd be great because yeah. uh, I saw those and that was pretty cool. So yeah. Um, one thing that uh, I always get questions about is like, hey, you you know, you work on the, um, it's not really work, but you're on the uh, Uncle Buckhouse show, and they're like, yeah, I was like, so, and I always get asked questions. I'm like, oh, I don't right. know. I was like, I don't need friends. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, some of them are so basic, so this is going to be a little Q&A. going to put them on the hot seat here. Right. I know the answer to this one, but some people want to know is how did both of you guys actually meet, though? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it was a long time ago. So we went to preschool together. So like what? Ninety three. Yeah. Ninety two. Ninety three. Ninety two. Um, Ninety three. We went to preschool together uh, at hashtag park place. And uh, yeah, we, uh, did yeah, they have a, did it, they have a basement. <laughs> probably man <laughs> probably dude fucking i don't yeah. know mk ultra they took the they took the memory from me yeah <laughs> fuckers yeah no they uh yeah we we met at preschool uh it was a church um and it was uh it was cool man it was uh, it was a fun time in fact we actually mm-hmm. knew a lot of the people that went there i mean to this day we know mm-hmm. who they are and mm-hmm. and and you know we graduated with a lot of them and what what town was that and you got it was that in anderson, anderson? yeah was in anderson yeah. Yeah. absolutely what's what, what's funny is we kind of weren't the closest as friends. We, we were still friends in high school, but we did not. Yeah. It wasn't like a hangout everyday type of friend. It was like, a, hey, man, what's up? You know, we were just cool. We we still did things together, but it wasn't like what we do now. We really didn't get into that until kind of after high school and senior year-ish. Yeah, that was – well, because we kind of parted ways after that. So after preschool, um, you know, I went on and did the whole Liberty Christian got kicked out thing. <laughs> And I think you were at 10th Street, right? No, I actually went to um, uh, the other, the the Christian school on Lindbergh. Oh, ICA? Anderson Christian School. Oh, Anderson Christian School, yeah. yeah. Which is ICA now. Yes. Um, and and then, that was in high school or after high school? That, that was like elementary that, school. Elementary, that was okay. right after And then elementary. we went to different middle schools. We went to the same high school. And yeah, yeah, we, we were, we were you know, we knew each other from preschool. And so like we knew each other that way, but we didn't really hang out, hang out until after high school. We ended up being college roommates. And uh, What college uh, did you guys go to, if you don't mind saying? Franklin. Franklin, Franklin, yeah, Franklin oh, I had College. a lot of fun at Franklin. I actually, Holy shit, so did so, we. 
So I went to IUPUI. I was playing basketball and didn't finish at all. I didn't even start the season. But but I because I was partying. And where was I partying? <laughs> at Franklin. And I Ball went to, State. Uh, so we, we went to Ball State. We went yeah, to dude. we was at Franklin. We were at IU. We I, I went to Purdue. I didn't go to school. I got zero credits that that year. Zero credits. And most of it was because I was over at Franklin and then somewhere else partying. Don't, so that, don't even throw all that towards me. <laughs> so that story you told on stage, and I, you don't have to tell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that at Franklin? Which one? You told it on stage about how you got your nickname. Oh, yeah, that was Franklin. Okay, because yep. I was trying to picture now that you – now I remember that story, and I'm thinking about the – Yeah. And I was like – and I was like – Yeah, dude, there, there were some bad decisions there that like <laughs> – that like so so Nick and I ended up being roommates. So when he didn't do well at uh, IUPUI, and I I uh, then he came over to Franklin to be my roommate because you know that's going to be better. <laughs> and so we could party at the school together instead yeah, of traveling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could just sleep there. That's basically what it was. It was like now you can just sleep here when when we're done partying. And then so yeah, things uh, things kind of went the way they were from there. And I ended up getting kicked out of all the frat houses before I left. And mm-hmm. and then everyone just started calling me Buck Nasty. And a couple of people had different stories why. And I'm like, okay. Yep. Then we realized that it was way too fucking expensive to go to that school. Yeah, so that's, yeah. A, that's a private school, right? Yeah, it was oh, like yeah. thirty grand a year. More than if, that. if not yeah. more, yeah, it, it's it's insane. Great school, but the uh, and and that was one of the things was was that one. So, um, because you guys grew up in Anderson, like so, uh, Nick, you can start. What what was your early life like in Anderson? Um, just sports all the time. I was always playing sports. I didn't really. My mom and dad wasn't in my life that much. I actually didn't know that I had a dad until I was like. 10 years old and me being mixed and my I was I lived with the white side of my family uh I finally asked him like why am I a different color than everybody else because I, I had no idea and um uh, so I, I basically just played sports all my life and um as I got older I got to know the rest of my family got a little cultured um yeah it was uh it was it was mainly sports that's why when I got to college I was kind of tired of playing basketball. Didn't really know what to do. So I uh, met my wife. Thank God met her because she got me out of some, some pretty difficult you times. You just celebrated 10 years, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yesterday was our 10-year anniversary. It doesn't it doesn't get better every year, so just let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I love it. You made it to 10 it. years. Yeah. That was, that was my goal. It was like, hey, my, my parents were married for this long. My dad left when I was six. My kids are 17, 15. I win. Yeah, there yeah, you go. That's Absolutely. the thing. I, Fuck yeah. Since I didn't have any parents, it was it's it's kind of a big deal for me because yeah. I I I'm giving my kids and also uh, my daughter Kiara, who um, I'm 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 her stepdaughter, but I've stepfather. Take, I'm sorry, stepfather, uh, but I've <laughs> taken care of her since she was uh, like three months old. So you know what they say about step parents? They're the ones that usually step up. That's hey, uh, there you go. my I pops. That was my pops. Yeah, 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 dude. I felt like it was kind of a pay it forward thing. Yeah. So, Buck, what was early life for Buck, aka Buck Nasty? <laughs> uh, for me, man, it was it was uh, a lot of sports. Yeah, absolutely. Same. Um, we and that's another way that Nick and I knew each other was, was through playing sports. Uh, baseball was my game. Um, go Cubs. That was absolutely. That was uh, that was my biggest identity growing up. You know what I mean? I I spent. Um, I always dabbled in a lot of different things. I always was into, you know, I, I always wanted chemistry sets and I always wanted like books on interesting shit. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and uh, just was really intrigued by that and uh, grew up in the country um, with, uh, you know, w- with a single mom and, and I had a stepdad around for the wa- for a while, but that's still, you know, that was, uh, you know, um, a, a, a short-lived and, and unnecessary, you know, um part of our lives but it's been mom and i since uh since i can remember and uh um grew up vegan uh vegetarian vegetarian yes mom uh grew up in a vegetarian household which was uh very uh interesting i was a vegetarian for five years actually um and then i turned five um 
<laughs> yeah. I, Is that uh, when you can catch your own food? Said screw you, mom. <laughs> no, I was at. Uh, we were having. It, it wasn't. My, it wasn't my birthday party per se, but it's around my birthday, and we were at the old country buffet, and oh. uh, and my my grandma was the one who took me down the line this time. Mom was eating, and so my grandma's like, "I'll help him get a plate." And so we're walking down. Grammy. We're walking down, and we get up to the fried chicken, and I just look at it, and I look up at my grandma, and I give her the look. To, to, to this day, my grandma and I laugh about the look. She'll be like, "Get me the look," and I'm like, "Okay." And it's just like that look that, like, you know what I mean. It was just one of those <laughs> things. And so, Can I have uh, it, please, <laughs> Can I have some more. <laughs> And so, uh, and so, um, yeah, she uh, put a fried chicken leg on my on my plate, and you know she loaded it up with, like some mac and cheese and other non meat shit. And I get up there, and uh, my mom's like, "What is that on your plate?" And my grandma and my grandma, I remember, I will remember this so vividly. She goes, "He's five now. He gets a choice whether he likes it or not." <laughs> You need uh, to let him try it. Oh, and and there's no saying no to that. And when my when my grandma lays down the law, she says this thing. She goes, uh, she goes, I'm grandma. That's where I'm at. <laughs> that's that's how you lay down. That's that how she awesome. laid down the law. Doesn't matter what she said. If she said that's where she's at, it's not moving. So uh, so she's so she said I needed to try it, and I took one bite, bro. Done. Now I'm here wearing, like, wearing suspenders with jeans. It's like it's like Ted Mosby when he finally gets bacon because his, his mom yes. told him she was allergic. <laughs> Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah, show. that's exactly <laughs> what it was like. Yeah, no doubt. So, yeah, er, early life for me, um, uh, you know, was was a lot of baseball and uh, you know, riding my bike around in the country. Favorite player of all time? Yeah. Oh man, Andre Dawson's mine. Pa- Pedro Martinez Pedro. Uh, is up there for me, but also I think overall I love Mark Grace. He was my, he came up with Slump Buster, which I used a yeah. lot. Yes, Slump Buster is a very valuable tool. It's uh, and then that so like I grew I'm a huge Cubs fan. I grew up a yeah. huge Cubs fan. Mm-hmm. So Grace and Dawson, not a big Sanford, uh, Ryan Sandberg fan. Yeah, great player, one of the greatest of all time. Sure, absolutely. But I don't know something just bothered me. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree with you there. I did a I do have a Ryan Sandberg jersey, but the reason I got it is because it was the 1990 All Star Game edition that was at Wrigley Field. See that cup to the right, that helmet, that Cubs helmet, the miniature one, Dairy Queen, like '86. That's how old that thing is. Hell yeah! When dude. they used to get the Sundays in it, yeah, hell Here, yeah. Eat out of a piece of plastic. That's fine. Or eat out of this thing that you know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's they how came old from a ball field. Um, nice. Did you have a favorite player in any sports? Uh, Cubs player Ernie Banks. Um, yes, that's a good favorite call. player right now. But who uh, did you watch growing up? Because Ernie Banks, King Griffey, was, King Griffey, yeah, yeah, dude. But King now, Griffey like Jr. once I, I didn't really appreciate watching baseball as a kid. I just liked watching like Ken, Ken like people like Ken Griffey because they made it fun to watch. But as I got older and understood foot, uh, baseball, Ernie Banks is is definitely one of my uh, all time favorites. I still, I, I still wear seventeen in softball, but nice. I think those days might be behind me. <laughs> Although I will say Mike Trout is becoming my oh, favorite. Man. Yeah, but the problem with baseball insane. is, if you want my honest opinion, is MLB. I don't know if we talked about this or not. We might not have. MLB took over their social media. Yep. So they haven't been able to market themselves like mm-hmm. other people. So Mike Trout could walk in here right now, and then nobody in this nobody, house will yeah. probably know yep. him. Um, it's a shame because he's a hell of an athlete. Yeah, and, and, top, probably going to be one of the top ten, top five by the time he's done. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. And Trevor Bowers even said it himself. He said baseball can't complain about people not coming to games. or the worst marketed sport yeah. in the world. For sure. You rarely see like baseball, other than maybe the conference uh, finals and the World Series, you don't see very many promos on baseball or like Baseball's, a weekend for baseball. Yeah, and, and baseball is the second uh, most popular sport in the third world outside of soccer. Yeah, and and you know that they don't show up to baseball games the way that they show up for soccer games. No, you know, and it's uh, it's 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 I think it's just a marketing thing. That's it one of my goals is. is to eventually go over to Europe and go to a football match. That's one of mine as well. Just because I just want to watch the spectacle. Same way I'd, I'd love to go to an SEC Alabama right. Auburn game. Just just a spectacle of it. Yeah, That's what a lot of people say, too. If you're just new to football, uh, soccer here, um, and you don't re- like, you're not really getting to like it. <laughs> 
if <laughs> if if like it's starting to become boring, like go to the game because that's really what it is. Like it, it's it's the atmosphere. It's it's being a part of the being a part of the crowd. You won't obviously know the chance, but you can feel all of that energy. But then once you understand the game and you understand sports, it, it's it's one of the most intricate games that somebody could play, in my opinion. Fuck you guys. All right, shifting <laughs> shifting gears gears here. Gears. Uh, gears. Um, we got some, the, the, this one's actually for me. Cause you guys know, I used to do a podcast called movie review. Uh, we're going to start with favorite movie. Kyle can go first. Oh, hell yeah. If Shit. you can't name just one, okay. I'll, I'll let you do two. Okay. All Are right. you uh, up to five? I'll let you do up to five because I can't pick just one movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. All right. I'm going to do my top five favorite movies in no particular order. I'm going to say, um, field of dreams. I'm going to say um, Legends of the Fall. I'm going to hmm. say um, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I'm going to say um, Hot Rod. And I'm going to say um, Almost Famous. Okay. Uh, so for me, <laughs> um, and there's the, yeah, there's, there, there's no order, the Austin Powers trilogy. Three um, of your top five is Austin Powers. It, it has to be the trilogy because it's a story. It's one story. It's like Star Wars. Okay. Star Wars is one story. I think Star Wars should be in there instead of Austin Powers. I mean, I, I love comedy. I love comedy movies. Oh, I, I do too. I think it's put together fantastically. But you'd never be allowed to be on movie review because your taste in movies is awful already. <laughs> and I love you. You're a great guy. Um, the other one is uh, Cloud Atlas. Uh, it's one of my all-time favorites. Um, Blazing Saddles. Again, I love comedy. One of the best comedies ever made. That's five. Uh, that's three. No, no you, uh, said, you can't say a trilogy. Th- that's three movies. Oh, come on. All We're not talking right. about storylines. If we're talking about full storylines, then yeah, the entire Star Wars saga, well, I would love to throw my that My favorite in. all-time movie look at is Blazing Saddles. <laughs> that, is, that is where Mel, I found yeah. Mel Brooks. And then, and a lot of my humors come from Mel Brooks. Running mm-hmm. jokes have come, so that's he has been yeah, probably dude. my biggest influence has been Mel Brooks. And I Mel felt Brooks like I had great. to put Austin Powers in there because I feel like that style of story is how is where like it it got its style from Blazing Saddles, in my opinion. But but it's not holding up the test of time. No, no. I love Austin Powers. It's I thought it was funny, the gags, but it, it I did not hold up. Shrek is actually holding up better than Austin Powers, and that's sad. Donkey. Well, it's it's animated. It, it it hits a much who's, larger. Who's um who's your favorite actor? That's for both of you guys. Buck, Kevin Costner. One hundred percent, hands down. Kevin Costner. My favorite actor is uh, probably Will Smith. Probably Will Smith. He's had the most impact on my life. Fresh Prince of Bel Air is, is is I don't think they understand the impact on it. like even me I was young enough to watch it yeah. I loved yeah, it yeah absolutely because he had the Jordans on he had the clothes on and so like he had the style that you wanted to wear and stuff mm-hmm. like that so. yeah mm-hmm. the uh, um, so this is the one I really wanted to talk to besides that one was because I know Buck uh, you you're also a musician correct yes uh, banjo correct uh, I do I do play the band. The the banjo. <laughs> I go play the banjo. No, I uh, I play the. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I play the guitar mainly, but yes, I I can play the banjo. Yes. When did when did you start uh, getting into actually? We, we all love music. I know we've all talked about it, but yeah. when did you like like Hey, I'm gonna try to do music. Um. So I first started playing guitar. I think sophomore year of high school or what, or what like got you the, into it uh well i have i grew up in a household that was heavy and my mom's a, a music fanatic and music's always been heavy in my household and and has always been a way of of uh you know rejoice you know what i mean music music in my house is one of those ways that we get through shit you know what i mean whether it's an whether it's a chore you don't want to do or whether it's uh you know a a sad day or whether you're going through a heartbreak or whether you're going through you know a joyous occasion there's music to go with it and so um, that was a way that we we um, you know handled things in my house w- was with music and so 
um, I found myself as a uh, I played piano as a young kid for a little while and I'd always been interested in music and, and had had shown a little bit of an acumen I come from a very um, sort of musically inclined uh, pedigree my dad is a very accomplished musician my mom um, uh, got a scholarship to college um, for clarinet and so um, you know m- music was one of those things that was just just in me and so uh, I found myself as a freshman in high school and I wanted to learn an instrument and I finally found um, you know the motivation to to finally be like hey um, you know because mom always said that she would get me a uh, instrument if I um, you know just would would put in the time and I said yeah I want to play guitar and I was really influenced by folk music at the time and and stuff like that and so I started playing guitar and I, I recorded this I can't believe I never brought this up with Matt <laughs> I God, I can't believe I never brought this up with Matt. Oh, BJ, I hope we can find this audio. We have to bring this next time. Matt's here. We have to. We have to try and figure this out. So I recorded this three-song demo, like the summer between freshman and sophomore year. So it must have been. It must have been freshman year that I started playing. So it was the summer between freshman and sophomore year. I go and record this three-song demo. It's supposed to be a gift to my mom. I'd, I'd had the guitar for like six or seven months. Her birthday was coming up, and I thought it'd be a cool gift if I recorded some songs. It was like, hey, here's my progress. And so I found a guy with a mic and a you know laptop that I could record into, <laughs> and uh, I recorded two covers and an original. And uh, so I gave it to him and he burned it and he burned it on a CD and gave it to me. Well, he also sent that file to Mr. Matt Owsley. Ah. And, yeah, because we all went to high school together. And he got a hold of it and sent that fucker around the school. And I didn't even know about it. And and it was it, it was bad, dude. It so was you made so your bad. mom a mixtape for her birthday. Of me, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And so it was bad. Like, I'm not even going to sit here and say, like, you know, it's all right. No, it was bad. You know that Pearl Jam style? Like, <laughs> he tried really hard to hit that. Yeah, I was singing Didn't in a, quite make it, singing in the, yeah, it was really so bad. And so this, like, bounced around my entire high school, and I had no idea till like, senior year. That like someone started singing one of the songs. I'm like, what the? F- How do you know that song? And they're like, dude, we've had this for like three years. And I'm like, son of a bitch. But no, it was. Uh, uh, so after that, uh, years went. A couple years went by. College went by, and I just played guitar, played guitar. Found myself home from college and realized I wanted to do music as a little bit more of a project. I was working full time, but needed some extracurricular activities. So I got on Craigslist and found a band. Started a band on Craigslist, and then we found another member on Craigslist, and we made three records and played for seven years bluegrass. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so. Um. Yeah, it was a pretty, in, pretty insane sort of situation. And uh, shout out to the Stampede String Band; they're still doing it. They had a show last week. Now, so, nice. Nick, do you have any kind of mixtapes? I do not have any kind of mixtapes. So this will go to both of you guys. Who is um? What's your go-to album? I'm not gonna ask you your favorite artist, <laughs> but but like, is there still one that you like? All right, I that you can listen to from start to finish, hesit without hesitation. Because that's the hardest thing to do, especially now in 2020. It is. It is very hard. And as far back as I can go right now is uh, I could listen to uh, J. Cole's. um, What is the name of that album? I know it came out in 2014. Hold on. Um, But it's I, I, I can listen to that album from front from from start to finish but i have a j cole playlist and if if i'm just like like what i want to do today if what, what i want to listen to if i'm in a funk whatever i just put j cole on and it ju- it's he, he i can just relate to everything that he's saying it seems like buck what, what what's one of yours man i was thinking about this earlier today and uh th- there's a lot there's a lot for me on that um on that list uh but however one that jumped out to me today and i think this is the one that i'm going to mention is Dire Straits' first self-titled album yep. um, that is just absolutely incredible. Mark Knopfler's incredible. And I don't know if we have any music picked to go out to on this song, but I, uh, on this episode, but I think that I'd like to go out to a song from that record. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that first 
Al- that is one of the first vinyls I ever owned, um, and it was just perfectly produced for vinyl, and it just sounds incredible. And uh, yeah, so the first Dire Straits self-titled album is pretty incredible. Mine's Dark Side of the Moon, which is kind of weird for me to say because you guys know I'm heavily into hip hop. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's something I can listen to start to finish that takes me back to like a time yeah. when I was in high school and we played it uh, next to the Wizard of Oz, and, yep. and so it's just. It, takes you away and and i use, I use it drug free when i listen to it i know that's weird pink floyd but i'm drug free music I, is a drug it is yeah it and can i be for sure yeah when i went had some anxiety depression i just listened to it Absolutely. and just just you just hear new sounds every time you listen to it so yeah. um that's because that's one of the biggest things is music plays a big part in all three of us and mm-hmm. that's and i'm huge about that one what hobbies um, outside of now that you're older, what hobbies do you still have? I know you have some interesting ones, and so do you, Nick. Mm-hmm. You know what? Um, I went through some things between ni- like 18 and 19, and I kind of disassociated myself with my past self. I really don't do a lot of what I used to do. I, don't, I haven't played basketball in forever. Um, I guess I still play video games to pass time, but the main like I I do ju- I do jujitsu. I just got my blue belt recently. I've been doing it Hell for yeah. for three years. Um, I am a uh, aspiring three D modeling artist. Um, I have a few more semesters left at IEPUI, and I'm hoping to start making my own three D models um, to put in movies, to put in video games. I'd love to make my own movie. Um, some some kind of inspiring telling uh story that uh, helps people um in some type of way um but other than that that's uh that's pretty much all i've been doing really the 3d is a lot of work a lot of time a lot of uh a lot of clicks but um but yeah hell yeah but for me like i like to go out and throw plastic in the woods um otherwise known as disc golf uh you were throwing dildos off tree stands don't lie yeah i'm sitting in a tree stand just throwing dildos no um yeah i i love to play disc golf man it's been a huge part of keeping me active and keeping me you know moving forward on my uh you know weight loss journey and whatnot and so um disc golf is a is something that takes a lot of my time and it's it's an awesome uh sort of activity that is beyond just in activity it's a it's a really interesting sort of community the anderson disc golf club is such a cool group of people um that all support each other and want everyone to get better at the sport and the sport's growing like a ragweed um you know so i do that a lot but i also i also play music when i can i also uh you know really enjoy um getting together with uh just my friends in general whenever i mean god if this time of year you find a bonfire and you know some friends and i'm there that's kind of kind of where it's at yeah yeah so you know we did that last night so yep, sure did <laughs> absolutely <laughs> that's why i i i asked buck last night i said what what would like if like if we were 10 10 years ago if we asked ourselves what we would be doing, would you think that this is what we like? We'd be hanging out in in Fishers and and, and doing <laughs> doing what we're doing by a bonfire. Yeah, and it just seems like uh, time time has has flown, and uh, it, but it's it's like we're still doing the same things in a in a dip in a different perspective almost. Yeah, yeah, and it's amazing, and that's the one of the questions that you just brought up. We're, look where we're at now. Who's how long did you have the podcast idea and then where did it kind of develop from? I've never even asked you guys that you just text and say, Hey, I want to do a podcast, but I never asked you what, where the concept came from. Yeah. Well, (laughs) we had a show. Why are you laughing for? I'm not making fun of you. I'm I'm laughing because, uh, the context that our podcasts were in, um, when we were younger, yeah, we were very, we, we, we were in a different state. And, yeah, it was, uh, uh, we came up with the idea. <laughs> we yeah. came up with the ideas, not necessarily legal. Uh, we weren't necessarily using. Uh, <laughs> smoked a lot of weed, I guess. Let's put it that oh, way. My and uh, the ideas just flew from there. We we just started having fantastic conversations. Yeah, honestly. And, yeah, and and we've always enjoyed having conversations, and so we we started 
um, I guess it kind of started like what three or four years ago. We were talking about podcasting and we were having all these conversations, and so I ended up using some of the band's gear to set up some mics in my mm-hmm. house, and we just sat around the table and just talked for a couple hours. And it was kind of interesting to listen to. I listened back to it, and it wasn't that bad. And so I'm like, you know what? Maybe there's something to this. So we tried to do some stuff on our own. We had no idea what the hell we were doing. And it just wasn't going very well. And then we got in touch with another guy uh, with another network um, that was actually charging us money to come in and and, uh, record on a setup far less than this remotely, not even in like a like a home studio and and I and I wish the guy all the best but it was just something that we were putting way more into than we were getting out of and uh um uh that was with another buddy of ours and so the three of us had a podcast and um uh that was kind of cool and we did about I don't know five or six episodes mm-hmm. um and we got a decent response back but it was just one of those things that just we had scheduling conflicts and whatnot um and then uh i did a couple of other shows like the backstage laughing stuff with justin and uh and then i was like you know what maybe i just kind of need to i i need to kind of run point on my own sort of show but like at the same time I, I'm like, this isn't something that I want to do alone, even though it may be something I could do alone. It may not be something I want to do alone, and there was no one else on my mind that I would want to do this sort of thing with than, than Nick, just because, um, you know, he's he if, if, if he wants to be a part of it, which, you know, he has always said that he wanted to be, that he said he would, you know, be, make himself available, and that's huge. And so, you know, having his input on, on what we do and, and – uh, um, his perspective has been something that I know I've benefited from, you know, through all aspects of, uh, of my life and our friendship. And so I'm like, you know what, let's, uh, let's do this thing. And, and then you, uh, oh, yeah. and then you sought out the best producer in Indianapolis. No and, doubt. And, uh, I, I would not absolutely. argue that at all. Absolutely. For sure. And then, um, for people that don't know real fast is I met Buck, I want to say it's 2017. Probably around there. I think so. Right. But I couldn't remember though, because. I had you on the show before I did stand up, and it was here. Yeah, because Justin came down with you, yes. and that's when Justin made the comment. And, and this is not a negative thing. I yeah, love yeah. that he said it. Yeah, there's a difference between being funny on a podcast and can you get a laugh on stage? Yes, and that yeah. was so motivating in such a good way. And I was like, you know what? And that's when I did it. And AP did it, and yeah. then. Um, and then that's where uh, great reception. Shout out to Kettle Top. I love going up there. Yeah, it's uh, we and we love having you guys, man. It's a it's a great place to try comedy, man. It's a we we want to comedy's about growth ultimately. So yep. you know, just don't fall someone in a wheelchair. Yes, that says the n word. <laughs> that uh, was me. <laughs> yeah, yes. Seriously, he oh followed a he God. followed a chick in a jazzy scooter that straight up got up there and said that her mixed race. <laughs> son-in-law yeah her mixed race son-in-law they they called him the n-word because it's an acronym for never is gonna get enough respect or any respect oh never is gonna get any respect and then i'm like it's not even the right spelling you use the wrong acronym yeah pure silence as she's leaving then she clangs the exit door oh she she doesn't even stick around for the show as soon as she's done she just runs she just goes straight back to the back door and just and pushes her way out like straight up plows her way out of the door meanwhile bj's like 30 seconds into his set and i i got up there and said well BJ's next, and uh, <laughs> and I didn't hear her say it because uh, you yeah. know it was only my the one black guy in there thought it was hilarious. Yeah, so I was okay with that. And I was over there over the couch, over there by the couches, you know, getting my timing down and, and in my head or whatever. And he he calls me up there, and I'm like, "Hey guys!" And they're just like, <laughs> "I'm like, oh my Man, god, that did not go well." Only and I then on the way home, my wife was there. Um, Ben was Ben with you. Ben rode up with me yeah. in AP. So it was a big crowd because like a bunch of people came up. We, yeah, absolutely. We, we tried to bring the. Um, I think Dead Man was there. Yeah, and then on the way home, we're riding, and me and me and my wife were riding in the back seat. Uh, Ben's in the front seat with AP, and all of a sudden he goes, "Hey, did she drop a hard R?" <laughs> I go, "What are you talking?" I didn't know at that point. <laughs> did she drop a hard R? I didn't know until we're riding back, and, and people that don't know Ben uh, Blin Politsky, he's um, he he's hilarious but yeah <laughs> the way he said it was like hey man she dropped a hard r 
<laughs> just so yeah. that was a great comment. Yeah. So the uh, so now I have to preface every show with new white people. <laughs> if new white people come to the show, I have to tell them they can't say the n word because I stopped telling people because it seemed pretty straightforward. Yeah. And then one time, this white kid from AU said it as as just part of his joke. It wasn't even the punchline. It was just part of his joke. He said it, and like it sucked all the air out of the room. So any comic, he, and then after that, he went and sat in the front of the show the whole night. He went and sat in the front. So every comedian, the only way that they could get laughs is by roasting him. The rest of the room felt weird laughing if you weren't roasting that guy. Wow. And yeah, dude, it was bizarre. So now I have to tell any new white people to come to the show, like just FYI, like I can't believe I have to do this, but don't say it. Wow. Yeah, dude, it's insane. And then how did you, uh, Nick, how did you feel when you're like, because committing to a podcast is actually a lot of work. Whether you're, um, no matter what, a lot of the people, the hardest part about doing a podcast is just is getting past the first five episodes. Most people fail after the first five. But when it came to do with the idea, like how did, how did you feel when that idea came your way? I was super excited. Um, the podcast he was talking about before, uh, I felt like we had something really good going. We could always, we always struck a conversation. We always kept one going. We always had something to say on top of another one that was uh, guiding towards something else or guiding towards something else along the, that same conversation. Um, we just there, there's just a vibe every time Buck and I uh, spoke, uh, and also uh, our uh, our uh, co-host at the time, um, he was he was a big part of it too. Um, but I, I was I was very excited. Um, I had just started school getting back into school really serious at the time so i was a little worried but um it's it's i'm i've been able to track my time down to where i can um do my school still do jujitsu and dedicate at least a day out of the week to the podcast and um it's it's been awesome this is this has been the best one of the best experiences i've had in the uh entertainment digital industry um i feel like i've I've kind of always been there, and now that I'm doing 3D, I have a whole bunch of ideas um, for the show. I want to make a make some um, animated commercials, animated promos, yeah. um, kind of work. Number one, work on my talents, um, but also provide something to the podcast because Buck he can lead a conversation for for days. I mean, he can just he can just keep going, and I feed off of that. I, I just when when I when I hear his perspective and he and he hears mine and we both understand that we're not always going to agree and that's that's why it's always such a good conversation because we understand that um, and then hearing people tell us uh, hey you guys should get a podcast you guys should talk you guys should do this and do that and here we are we're we're doing it and doing it again yeah like I've been doing it uh, four and a half years. And then, you know, I have a lot of people come to me and ask me like, hey, we want to do this. We want to do this. And the hard part about it is, is, you know, um, it can be shitty at times. <laughs> and, uh, it can. And the hardest, yes. the, <laughs> the, the, the hardest part is, is was that, was that, was that like, were, were we in like a deep emotional oh, no. part? No. Okay, cool. The hardest part <laughs> is. Actually, that would have made it funny. <laughs> it was uh, being consistent. It's being consistent and then being able to um, is, you know, especially. And, and that's the fun part is you see shows evolve. Rhythm gets rhythm gets better. And mm -hmm. then and then be able to actually um, grow. A sh grow a show is the funnest part of the thing to do. So. I got um, two more, and then we're going to go to the reviews. Uh, first one is um, I, I want to hear some weird habits. Okay. We, we, you know what spawned this was the shower talk earlier, <laughs> you know? So I write shit down, and I don't forget things, so I wrote it down, and I was like, man, let's get some weird habits. <laughs> weird oh, habits. I, yeah. I have some. All right, go ahead. I'll let you take off with that one. Um. I just so, realized I sat in what I just did too. <laughs> I just realized that, like I like I did it to be near Mike, and then I sat in it. Go ahead. Jesus Christ, bad habit. <laughs> so I have a lazy habit. Um, it's kind of gross. 
if if I'm like laying in bed or I, or I'm somewhere that's not by a tissue and I got something in my nose, I gotta I gotta get it, and it just kind of goes wherever. You snot rocket? That's one of those. You are a booger flipper. That's what you're saying. I I am. I don't like the shit feeling in my nose. It feels weird. Feels like I just did a line of massive, massive line of coke, and it just got stuck up there. Got some, got some dust bunnies up there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that's one of your weird. That is a. I I find that a weird habit. I find that gross, but (laughs) gross, weird, similar is what it is. I try not to do it at home, but. Do you have any uh, like um, OCD habits that you have? Either one of you guys, man. Okay, so as far as like OCD habits go, like I'm the type of person that like I can't have an odd number of an item. I I have to have two of everything. I can't have an odd number on the radio. Okay. So oh, I, oh, you mean like the the? So, I was about to say the radio stations. I think you're fucked. No. So when I t- <laughs> when I turn the volume up on this or yes. turn the volume up on that, it's it has to be the number. Oh yeah. What about the number five? Yeah, I was about to say it's I in do, the middle. I do a lot of stuff. No, five. No, five plus five times two is ten. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an even number. Well, yeah, but could you have it on fifteen? Uh, because it's halfway between it, 10 and 20. It depends on what it can multiply into. So a lot of times that's how I get away with it. Oh, oh okay. so, 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 gotcha. so if, if you, you can get away with like, uh, like I touch doors, like I'll, I'll touch doors twice. I'll go five ten. I don't know. Oh, gotcha. So, gotcha. Gotcha. And, it, and I'm not, maybe I'm just letting the craziness out of the bag, but yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the way I do it. And then, um, because I have like energy surges, like sometimes you guys, I haven't seen it, but like a lot of times is I'll start doing this or I'll do. Like yeah, this, yeah. I'll just have like flitches. Yeah, no, I've I've definitely seen you do that. I just thought it was because I was making you super excited about something. I you just said. I that's like stuff that like not everybody sees. I, I yeah. was, it's gotten better, but like I used to be really bad about it. Like still touch everything twice, um, and then um, like I'll repeat something in my head that I said out loud. It's just weird things like that. Yeah, I one time like I now for some reason like cannot not use a squatty potty <laughs> that's because of me <laughs> like i like if i don't have it i'm gonna do everything i can to get home to use it like yeah. it's, it's a weird thing What's that a is squatty a potty uh oh, bj we're about to change yeah your you life. have one in your bathroom the do thing you, you put really? your feet oh, on? Oh, yeah, you do. In this, I don't use that one. Oh, you yeah, need yeah, yeah. To. That's, yeah, yeah. That's for the two teenage boys, and then yeah. uh, it will change your life. Yeah, you, you need It's basically a stand <coughs> for when you're on the throne. It lifts your legs up, so you're almost like in a squatting position, and it you, you don't have to try at all. It just kind of... <coughs> it it's, it's, it's a natural position. Yeah. There's a, the uh, iliac band, I think is what it is. It squeezes on your large intestine if your hips are, li- or are aligned in properly so it's like when you have to push it's because of that i yeah. wonder what that was it's like i don't have kids living here yeah I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah you know and yeah I, I, and, yeah and no it's it, it's too it's I so saw it yesterday yeah. actually yeah <laughs> yep it's, it's awesome it, yeah it, it really it, it changes is. the way you use the bathroom i want to find out really who put does. it in there <laughs> you I, you need to, to get another it, one it's the, the best 20 it's the best 20 bucks 20 bucks yeah so speak okay so we're so so we're talking about that and i'm going to add to the shower uh, a habit that I have is I have to take butt wipes everywhere I go. Not, not um, uh, like baby wipes. Not the soapy stuff. Just the basic. They're like wet cloth, basically. Yeah, that's what I use everywhere. I will not use the restroom if I don't have butt wipes. So Wait. if I, so if I'm at your house and I gotta use the restroom and I don't have butt wipes, I'm shit out of luck. <laughs> but you'll throw boogers everywhere, but you have to have those with you. Yeah, I don't like my nose wet. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious because it's funny when people because now i think in tw- i think now because people didn't used to talk about like the, the weird things that they do and then i think the more we talk about it, the more we normalize it and everything like that so um i do want to preface like i don't just go doing it at people's homes it's not like that kind of thing where i'm flicking boogers at people's homes Oh no! I just thought there was a whole trail over this house this somewhere one? now. No, no, it's a. It's gonna freeze up and yeah, cut somebody. Yeah, if Nick causes a snail trail, it's not gonna be like that. <laughs> the <laughs> try to be courteous. Um, the last question I have is: Do you guys have any impressions that you guys either are you think you can do or you think you can't do, but you still do? Because I have one. That's why I brought it up. All right. Well, what, what's yours, BJ? Uh, I'll see if I can do it. it it's uh, Christopher Walken. Okay. 
It's like it's based off Jay Moore doing an impression of Christopher Walken uh, talking about when they worked on Suicide Kings, and Jay Moore brought his dog, and and Christopher Walken was like, "Why does he not have a tail?" That's preface. <laughs> I, it. Okay, he's like, "Your dog doesn't have a tail. Like, how can it tell you it's happy? It can't wag its tail. Like, it just sits there. Like, I just don't understand." So that's the Christopher Walken that I can do. Because everybody can almost do Christopher Walken if you just, like, stop a little bit. But, like... Tell but. you what, <laughs> talking to my guy all wrong. It's the wrong tone. Lex got a decent Christopher Walken. Do it again. Stabbing the face with its soldering iron. <laughs> Man, I used to do impressions all the time. Because um, it's hard to do an impression because, like, if it's not good, then people are like, well, that doesn't sound like them. And, it, and I think it hinder, hinders people from actually trying to do them. Yeah. Com- com- confidence is a lot. Like, that that, that plays a big part of uh, doing impressions, in my opinion. Because I heard him do, like, a Sandler earlier, Buck, and I also heard him do a Jack Black off on my favorite movie, Saving Silver. Oh, yeah, yeah. He does the. So that's why I brought that up. Coming at you. Shimana <laughs> uh, and what does he say? Shimana Haya Shinabata Honda or something like that. <laughs> or but the uh what, what was it we were talking about the other day? Sim talk? And how it sounds just like a, uh, how the Sims talk, and how it just sounds like a. <laughs> you have have you played that? I played what? The Sims. No. It's a video game called The Sims, and it's, I know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been out for what twenty years, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's yeah. been out for a long it's time. But a uh, but the characters they don't speak English; they speak gibberish. So like when you hear the characters talking throughout the thing, they're like. Yeah, that's exactly how they talk. And so we, we were like, uh, he was doing a Sims impression, but it sounded like a shitty Adam Sandler. He, he, he goes, he goes, he goes, you know, like just <laughs> weird sort of shit. But like, there's some that are just fun to do, like Michael Caine, more cocaine. You know what I mean? Like, I've done that one, I think, on the podcast before, more cocaine, because it sounds like you're saying my cocaine. Ah, thank you. Ah, thank you. Uh, I got, I took a Viagra and stuck in my neck. I've a stiff neck for hours. Ah, thank you. Ah, thank you. Um, let's see. There's uh, um, George W. Bush. He's like, uh, uh, oh God, what was? It? Oh, he says, uh. Yeah, uh, welcome to uh, OPEC, which is where uh, wings take dream. That's uh, a uh, very special god uh, uh weapons of mass destruction. Um, that was really weird. And he just laughs like this. <laughs> <laughs> you got a you got a good butch laugh. <laughs> um, Obama's like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Michelle. She's lifting a lot of weights, uh, more than me, uh, somehow. Uh, I play basketball. Uh, uh, it's almost like a Christopher Walken style. Kind of, yeah, 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 very much. Kind of put a pause But yeah, so it. like none of those are great, but like. My impressions are terrible. I'm going to just throw it out there. Yeah. All of them. Um. But yeah, I think the I think the uh, I don't know Harry. I can do Will, Will Ferrell's Harry Carey. Hi, hi, everybody. I do a decent Harry Carey. Yeah, that's some funny shit. But yeah, no, I have some I have some halfway impressions. Um, actually, I've been closing with an impression, so I don't know that I'll do the bit. But it's a little little different impression. It's not a direct impression. I'm excited. Yeah, I think you've seen. I it. think yeah, yeah several times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, what we have here is. Uh, this is the end of the Q and A, but what um, Buck and Nick have is um, some. Is it from iTunes, right? Yeah, we have some. We're gonna close out with iTunes reviews, and we're gonna play some Dire Straight. But thanks for because uh, a lot of times, it's, and I'm not gonna lie, there was an episode that Juice did like this, and he lost it and about Q and A, where it kind of like. Well, in Smugcast, we kind of played a character like wrestling. We turn our characters up to ten, mm-hmm. but it's able to like get to know you guys a little bit and like there's some of the things i didn't even know so yeah. i love doing i like interviewing people i still do and so like uh glad you guys indulged me on that one uh um, yeah thanks yeah the good idea i mean that was uh that was a yeah you, you when you said hey we've got some you know questions we're like oh hell yeah fuck yeah as you can see we are two totally different people that yeah. are the yeah. best of friends that's yeah. the best part about i think our relationship like he's he's in, he's introduced me to 
s- music in into like I, I just have a completely different perspective. I appreciate music so much more now uh, because of his perspective on on music, and that's kind of how our friendship has always worked. So yeah, I mean, Kyle's helped me out a bunch with comedy and uh, uh, about etiquette, doing the right thing, how to just not how and then necessarily how to do jokes or how to write jokes, but just like when you go up here, how to be, how you know, and how yeah. to handle things. And that's a lot. Of, a lot of people don't even know. That's the biggest thing that um, anybody, you know, you people teach you how to write jokes and, and and how to get your timing but a lot of it is is how to conduct yourself when you're go to a club um and open because i went to his open mic but when i went to other open mics i remember what he taught me and then that way you know you had to how to do things the right way because yeah because there's a lot of people that just that etiquette is lost on a lot yeah yeah like but, uh like um uh, like nick being on time hey <laughs> That is never going to be etiquette for me. <laughs> Just how it is. Time does not exist. It is a construct that is given to us throughout this world that we live on. Well, if you're late again, I'm just going to... Like, hey that's cut. his fault I, yeah I, I that really was my fault today. oh i just blame you for it every time uh, yeah i get it i get the bpt blame huh <laughs> i thought it was cpt i mean it can be either one i was taught cpt i like uh, bpt central, guys, central kinda, pacific time kind of kind of goes a little bit with bpt but be careful looking up either one of those. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Mondo taught me CPT when he worked for me. Oh, yeah. You, t- you told yeah. me that story. I just couldn't believe it. Uh, <laughs> so, I, you know what? I think let's go ahead and just start like a review of the week. Let's, what do you say we just start picking one a week? Yeah. And just like get, give him a shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but first, we, we, uh, we have a friend of ours said she wanted a shout out. She's been mm-hmm. obsessed with the show, she, she, she said. So, uh, you want to give her a shout out? Uh, good friend Chelsea Rose Steagle also. I I always call her Steagle still. St- oh oh oh! Just because you know that's yeah yeah that's just how I how how I knew her. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, no, I've known Chelsea a really long time, and uh, I actually like one of the things that I've put on social media is like throughout all this. Yeah, you know, we talk about conspiracy theories a lot. There's a lot of weird shit going on that like you know we kind of pay attention to that the that average people don't if they want to talk about it you know reach out to me like i'm always down to have some sort of conversation with you via the phone or whatever just because that's the easiest way to contact i went over and talked to you know um her and her husband hung out with her with, with her awesome family and and uh you know we just had a great conversation she is uh a a frontline healthcare worker um mm-hmm. and she's a badass who's been hauling mean hours during this whole pandemic and so we appreciate your support chelsea and uh, uh, keep it up. Um, uh, our um, uh, review this week is actually going to uh, come from Jake underscore hack. Um, probably a comedian. Uh, <laughs> just because the hack. Never mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, this was a five-star review. Yeah, we, we, yeah. please leave a five-star review and we will be happy to give you a shout-out. Um, this one is titled Great Listen. After listening to the latest episode, fit the description, it really made me feel uh, closer to the individuals on the podcast. I didn't think that one episode of a podcast would make me a fan of the show, but I'm hungry for more. Both Kyle and Nick do a great job creating transitions to go from topic to topic and make the episode flow fantastic rather than feeling choppy at the end of each thought. Also, the story that was shared in the episode moved me much more than any other story I've heard about Black Lives Matter so far during this time. Keep up the great work, boys, and can't wait to hear more. Um, Jake underscore hack, thank you so much for the five-star yeah, review. I wish we had some merch to send your way, but we want to let you guys know that apparently um, it's been brought to my attention that Anchor has a sort of Patreon sort of option you can apparently go through anchor and donate directly to our fund that would be uh so, awesome. so yeah if you guys feel so moved to, to they to, can also leave messages on their two voice messages and everything also oh cool yep. yeah yeah so go to anchor and send us uh go to our profile on anchor and send us some information if you feel like donating to the cause um we we don't do this for the money which is why we don't have a ton of ads um uh and you know so if you guys uh if you guys feel like throwing some money our way to maybe cover some gas to and from the studio 
uh, maybe help BJ out with some of the uh, you know gear costs or whatever, please feel free to do that. Um, but that's not why we do it. We want you to keep coming back no matter what. Um, but yeah, feel free to interact with us. Send us messages. Leave reviews. We will pick a new five-star review every week um, and give you a special shout-out. And uh, you know maybe one of these days we'll get some merch. Uh, maybe we need to start talking about some T-shirts. Maybe It'd be cool to have T-shirts in here to just send out to folks and yeah. leave reviews. That'd be cool, even if we don't sell any per se. Um, but yeah, so uh, you guys, thanks. Uh, Nick, tell them, tell them where you can find me. We're going to wrap up here. Uh, Oaks 5 on Facebook, Oaks 55 on Instagram. Uh, hopefully I'll be starting to post some uh, animated um, yeah. videos or some, some, uh, some of the animation stuff that I'm doing. I'm not the best at it yet, but it is super fun and super cool. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to make you guys laugh or happy. Absolutely, no doubt. And uh, you can follow me at Uncle Buck's House on all forms of social media. Um, as far as shows coming up, you can catch me every other Wednesday at Kettletop Brew House. Uh, got some other stuff kind of in the works. Um, and tickets are on sale for Chris Catan, still coming up in January. That show's been rescheduled twice. Nice. Now still coming up in January. Richmond, that show's going to be in Richmond. Um, so uh, get your tickets for that. Um, and uh, be sure to share with your friends, y'all. If you guys like what you hear here and you think that your friends would enjoy it, as well tell them about it and uh um that's how we kind of grow these things and thank you mm-hmm. all so much for the love we've got a five-star review actually on um on apple Podcasts because everyone has just given us five stars so that's pretty that's uh, awesome we appreciate it y'all yeah that means a lot you guys thank Motivation. you so much absolutely we're gonna keep bringing it your way y'all take care we're gonna go out to wild west end um by uh dire straits um which one did you want to go out there uh wild west end you never gave me the song. Yeah, my bad. We talked about the album, but not the song. I know. I, was, I went and looked it up, and I was like, all right, what's the best song? And it's Salt in the Swing on there. Yeah, that's the biggest hit. Definitely the biggest hit. But my favorite song and kind of the most chill and dope song from that record, I think, is Wild West End. Wild West it just got quiet, so I was like, I had to do something. it. Don't don't worry. He's he's gonna cut that part out. Uh, I leave everything in. <laughs> yeah. Listen to that guitar. There it is. Oh, I remember this as a kid. Yeah, dude. This came out in nineteen seventy eight, this album. Yep. Doesn't use a guitar pick. Mark Knopfler does not use a guitar pick. But I love that mandolin. I got blisters on me fingers. <laughs> Stepping out to Angelucci's for my coffee beans. Checking out the movies and the magazines. The waitress, she watches me. Crossing from the Barracoba. Steel guitar, I saw ya walking out Shaftsbury Avenue. Excuse me, talking, I wanna marry ya. This is Seven Heaven Street. Don't you seem so proud? Just, Just chicken picking like crazy. It's a man's world.
sunshine and go away